0: So unpredictable here on the SNL Network.
1: Yes, hello everybody and welcome to the SNL Network's patron feedback show for the Jake Gyllenhaal and Camila Cabello episode of Saturday Night Live. This is the show where we answer your questions about SNL as we wrap up one week and look towards the next with host and musical guest Lizzo coming on in so a lot to talk about the storylines this week were rampant we got a ton of questions we have a lot of stuff to do with social media to go over and we have two amazing patrons joining us on the show today so here first up somebody who joined us all the way back at the beginning of the season was it the Rami Malik episode yeah I believe it's Johnny yep, Fletcher it's Johnny how are you
0: I'm doing great uh, thanks for having me back John I've been uh looking forward to uh coming back here
1: Yes, 100%. Uh, Johnny, everything going well in your life?
0: Wonderful. Excited to uh, talk about the method
1: Yes, I'm so excited. And of course, uh, always excited to talk to this guy. He's joined us for a couple of patron feedback shows previously and returning for the trifecta. It is Carlos Rodella. Carlos, how are you? Good. How are you doing? And uh, that Rami episode was awesome. I, I enjoyed it. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Carlos, I know you always bring great takes. So I'm excited to hear what you think of the show. I got hot takes. I'm loaded up with hot takes. (laughs) All right. I'm very excited about this. That's what we, uh, that's what we do here on the show. It's not the hot take show, but we still bring the hot takes. So, um, we can't wait to discuss those. All right, Johnny. So it's been a while since we heard from you. Catch us up on your thoughts on season 47.
0: Um, I've really, really enjoyed the season, uh, for the most part, uh, excited that, uh, gotten to see a lot of Sarah, um, upset about not seeing enough Aristotle. um, Chris red has had an amazing season, like just, you know, he's always been great, but I feel like he's just been breaking out like crazy this year, you know, week after week where it's like, man, this was a Chris week. Um, you know, the whole is, uh, i Kate and, uh, Kate being back second half of the season, uh, it's been great. You know, she's, uh, kind of I feel her step into the background a little bit, letting other people come up. Uh, just been a good season i feel like uh we're uh entering a new era of snl and uh just kind of showing that
1: yeah I, I would agree i think uh we're starting to see some of the younger players uh you know really get involved in the show some of the mid players we talked about chris and heidi a lot you see a lot of the younger players getting involved and especially this week with punky um obviously jj yeah. obviously sarah so A lot of exciting things, a lot of cast members to talk about. Carlos, uh, I think when we last spoke, it was at the beginning of 2022, so a few months into the year. How do you feel about the show right now?
2: Well, I mean, there was just that incredible John Mulaney episode that I wanted to talk to you guys about so bad. Um, For me, it was just like... A perfect episode, and just like kind of return to form of all this kind of stuff I wanted to see, and how continuation of sketches could happen, right? Like that Five Timers Club thing. So there's a couple high points for me, but there's also a lot of like meh, and a little bit of a uh, malaise. I feel like because there's, I think there's not a lot maybe. of like, yeah, there's a lot of uh, missed opportunity. Like you know, Johnny just said Aristotle's not around, you know, and I think he's such a talent. And obviously, we saw a little bit of that on the news desk set sketches with him. I like that I'm seeing more Sarah, and you can tell that a lot of stuff that she's writing or, or writing with people is getting through. Um, we'll talk about maybe Chucky or something, but like I really enjoyed that. So yeah, I like some of the new players getting more screen time. I like the old, you know, older um, alumni coming back, and Kate and eighty seeing eighty just. Anytime is awesome. So I think it's a mixed bag for me. I feel like there's been a really couple of huge highlights, um, but other than that, there's a couple of missed opportunities. I think.
1: Yeah, interesting. I mean, I wouldn't say that this is a you know we're obviously seventeen episodes in. I think we can evaluate it. Um, not not too much is going to change you know over the next month or so. But um, I like I said, I think this is a good season. I definitely would say in the two seasons we've done the podcast between forty six and forty seven, this would definitely be the stronger one. But I, you know, I think at the beginning I was like, oh, you know, top five season and, you know, since the 40s and uh, or whatever it was, I mean, best season and since 42, I think that's what i was saying. And um, actually here, this is the take. It was the best season in the last five years. I don't know if that's the case, but I think this is a very strong season. And um, I think that it's had its ups, it's had its downs. And I think that in the you know since the Mulaney episode, which for me was a little bit of a pivot point along the path that we've had, um, mm-hmm. I think that the show has been relatively strong. So I'm feeling good about it. Uh, you know, especially this Jake Gyllenhaal episode. And um, again, I always like to come on the Patron feedback shows at the end of the week and talk about what the public perception of the show was. And um, you know, I was just stunned how many people did not like the episode from what I saw on social media, because on the podcast itself and i'll say this was my you know my take as well i really enjoyed the jake Gyllenhaal hall episode i think that mm-hmm. just having a really strong host in there um you know boosted this episode tremendously for me so uh johnny how are you feeling about the jake Gyllenhaal hall episode
0: you know uh when i watched it live on saturday i thought it was pretty good um uh, on rewatch i enjoyed it so much more um uh, you know a couple of the weirder things i think i kind of uh let sink in a little bit more uh, like the Chucky sketch, uh, the, the truck driver musical thing. Uh, on second watch, I think those all really hit me a lot better. Uh, I'd say after, on Saturday night, I was kind of probably giving it like a six, six and a half, but on rewatch, I'd bump that up to about a seven, seven and a half.
1: I think that's where I landed as well. I landed about, you know, a three quarters good episode. But like I said, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal was the higher equation over the episode itself. Uh, Carlos, how are you feeling about this episode?
2: Yeah, the same kind of thing when I watch it live, um, which I'm doing a lot more because of this show, which is fun. Uh, Yeah, I was kind of like meh on it. I thought it was about a six or five or something like that. I was like, yeah, it's okay. To your point, I think Jake is awesome and he can kind of do no wrong in sketches. He really just kind of brings it full on if he's being a nerd like in that you know what's that sketch uh why'd you like it you know he's a good nerd you know he's a good kind of like you know um just kind of foil to the, the issues and then he can go and sing which he sang a lot in this episode a lot and a lot kind of a weird <laughs> lot
1: did you guys like that it was it like
2: you know, i didn't how you care either way i just was like why is this happening
0: i thought it was a little much like Maybe tone that down, maybe 10 to 20% less singing. Um, <clears throat> because it got to the point that towards the end was like, yes, we get it. You like to sing, you're good at it, it's funny. Uh, it didn't need to be in as many sketches as it was.
2: Right. Yeah. Like, what's the point of it in the sketch? Like, you can sing. Okay. Fine. You can carry a tune. But, um, but yeah, I think to that point, like, I was really kind of like met on it when I watched it. I rewatched it. And just like Johnny, a couple of sketches really started, stuck out. Uh, obviously Chucky. Chucky's really good on a rewatch. Like, in the beginning you're like, why is this a sketch? And then you go, oh, it's just Sarah being crazy with whoever she wrote it with. But it's also, like, really funny on a lot of weird, dark levels. Um, That's very good on rewatch. And the trend forecasters destroy me every time. Like, they don't make any sense. Right? But it's really good.
0: Yeah, I I agree. Uh, As soon as I saw them come out with those costumes, I was like, I started actually literally clapping my hands because I remember them uh was it the uh um episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When they did that and I was just like just anything AD and Bowen do together just cracks yeah. me up. Like their their chemistry is just is wonderful and I think it just gets similar to my sense of humor, like my sensibilities that are they're always gonna knock it out of the park together as far as I'm concerned.
2: I also think that the commitment that they have, that's what I wrote down on my notes, is so much what is funny about that. Like, they, like, do turn to camera to deliver those lines? Go to hell, all that stuff. It's yeah. just such commitment that you laugh, and, but you're also just, like, with them because you know that they believe in that bit so hard. <laughs> um, and my closing thoughts on just, like, the episode, I think it's similar to the season and my feelings on the season. It's just, it was up and down. You know, even in rewatch, I was like, oh, those, that flower sketch? No, I don't want it. I mean, if you liked it, that's okay. But uh, I just, that, that's like the elf sketch in the past they've done. And there's just a couple of sketches where I was like, well, I don't know why these are there. But then a couple that I really liked more. So for me, it's kind of up and down, I think.
1: Yeah, Johnny, do you agree? Uh,
0: yeah. Um, i like, I, I know a lot of people really liked the, um, why'd you like it sketch? And I, I did enjoy it, but it's ah, some of the game shows. I just, I feel like to do a game show now, 47 seasons in, you have to really have something new to say. Like I, they've just done so many good ones that uh, when it's, even if it's just a little subpar, it's noticeable. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, um, I do feel like this was one of those, though. I felt like it this did have something to say, yeah, like it spoke to a lot of people. I think a lot of people can relate to yeah, the situation. I, so.
0: Yeah, I, I enjoyed it, but I uh, was not as high on it as a lot of people were, I guess.
1: Yeah, that that's fair. Um, I do have a question for the two of you before we start getting into the social media stuff. Um, you know, Through our discussions today and the discussions throughout the week, I was trying to think about what the best way to ask this question is. But Um, You know, what is the right amount for a host who maybe isn't a traditional trained musician, but wants to sing on SNL, you know, they come in. Um, you know, they, they don't do like for those who don't know, like uh, a lot of times hosts now, you know, during COVID times don't actually come in on Mondays, they'll zoom with the cast members on Mondays. And, uh, you know, people will pitch them things and they'll say, Okay, what do you want to do? And then, you know, somebody like Jake Gyllenhaal, who has hosted the show before, but, you know, hosted in an era where, you know, not a lot of people are left from that era, you know, Keenan aside. Um yeah. You know, and people are like, oh, Jake, like, what do you want to do this week? And he's like, I want to sing. Like, I love singing, but I never get to sing in any of my movies or whatever it is. Um, You know, what what is the right amount for that? Because I feel like I always hear from the fans, like, too much singing, too much singing. Is it just, like, complete burnout from some of our cast members that we, like, put that on the host? Or what is that right amount for a host? So, Johnny, I'll start with
0: you. Uh, I would say if it was just, you know, the monologue, obviously. And then there was the uh um what is the cabaret, the, the four singers one I'd say if it was just that and one that's about singing, like it's you know, it's a singing sketch, where like they didn't need the singing bit in the uh the spring flowers. You know, the that little bit in there. Or, you know I feel like they were just kinda adding singing uh a little too much uh on there. So like You know, maybe the monologue one, maybe two sketches.
1: Mm -hmm. Carlos, what do you think?
0: Yeah,
2: Monet had a good uh, comment there about Cecily doing singing all the time, right? (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think, I just feel like, again, it always, if if singing serves a sketch, then have singing. But if it's just to be singing, I don't know. I think you tell the host, stop it. (laughs) Like, we're not doing it again. Like if it's funny, it's funny. Yeah. Like you said, I can't even remember it was in the flower sketch, but that's way too much. It it made sense in the sketch when they were all talking about average people. I actually like that concept a lot, by the way. You know, that's good enough for me. I've I've done, I've got my coffee today and that's good enough for me. That's great. That's like the whole sketch is a song. That makes sense. But I think that even in the beginning and stuff, I just don't think you need it as much. So I'm on the side of not singing as much, unless again, it's funny.
1: Yeah. I mean, like this is going to be one of the things that I'm going to watch for this week, as far as, you know, like uh, our patron feedback shows, this is a community based show. So I always like to like get the temperament of what people are feeling online about SNL. And I really can't wait to see what people are going to say about the Lizzo show, because if, you know, she does sing in a bunch of sketches and obviously she comes from a musical background. Um, does that work better because everybody knows that's you know who she is and can expect it going into the show, but when a host comes in who is not a traditional uh you know singing host, it's like, oh, let's be really hard on them because that's not what we wanted or expected to get from them
2: <laughs> but to that point, I've seen hosts come on and do like songs, and like they can't sing really, you know, and it's funny yeah. it's like they'll break. I forget what I feel like that happened this season, maybe not. You're the you know everything about SNL. John, well, you you here. tell me
1: who you're talking about because
2: I <laughs> I don't <laughs> remember. I, okay. I feel like there was a host that like sang something and their voice broke and it was kind of funny and I was like, oh, that's they can't really sing that far that range, but um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Lizzo, yeah, sorry. she can sing.
1: Yeah. I'm an SN- I'm not an American Idol judge. I'm an SNL evaluator. <laughs> I evaluator, know. Never so. mind. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, sorry, but. <laughs> it's no problem uh yeah johnny any any last thoughts about the singing conversation
0: uh, just that you know as we said it's uh, as Carlos was saying, if it if it serves the joke you know if it's funny, you know sure uh I think really uh if it's an unfunny sketch and they're singing, we're gonna have much more of a problem with the singing than if it was a funny sketch,
1: yeah, that's fair. Curious what is going to happen this weekend, obviously, Uh, you know, previous uh, Double Duty hosts, a lot of fun that they've had with singing, including people like Bruno Mars and Ariana Grande in certain senses, but you know, it doesn't work for everybody. So uh, we're going to talk about that a lot as we get through our questions. But let's start with our SNL social media. And let's get a little bit hyped for what we're going to see this weekend with host and musical guest Lizzo. So uh, not sure if you guys had seen this on, I believe it was on TikTok, but also posted on Instagram as well. Uh, I guess this is Lizzo in the bathtub um if you're watching on youtube so if you're you know you're listening on the audio feed you're missing out from seeing this uh, <laughs> she's covered up with bubbles but um she wrote guys i'm finally in nyc to perform and host snl this is single-handedly the most iconic and terrifying thing i've ever done dot 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 wish me luck dot 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 love y'all exclamation mark and see you saturday question mark exclamation mark um guy uh, how do i describe this emoji? guy holding his hands to his face blue forehead uh, at least nine times. That's the correct
2: term. That's the correct term. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe better, that. Right? Yeah,
1: that's, yep. <laughs> There's probably a better way to describe that's that. Not. That's not the correct <laughs> term.
2: I'm just agreeing <laughs> to make it you feel better. Yeah. For sure.
1: Carlos, how would you describe this emoji? Uh, like freaked out. Screaming, freaked out. Yeah. Got yeah. it. All right. Uh, yes, and let me just also say this is from Lizzo at Lizzo on Twitter. It says, I'm in NYC, about to host and perform on SNL dot dot. dot. This ain't even bucket list dot to dot, dot. This is beyond my dreams. I am shaking uh, this emoji is the like cute little bubbly eyes emoji um, okay so Carlos what are your thoughts on Lizzo coming in and the post that she's making it's really sweet to just see how much she loves SNL
2: it's awesome and it's very honest and true you know but the but first thing I'm thinking about is why is it a repost I do TikTok so I'm like why did she 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 must have posted this twice then because that little symbol in the uh, screenshot means it's reposted oh, okay yeah which means that she's posted that twice. Maybe she posted it once and then no one saw it. And then she had to repost it. That's just some TikTok info for you. You didn't (laughs) ask for it. Um, We're we're getting the behind the scenes
0: down and dirty from you.
1: Thank you. (laughs) Yes. She did not take that bath this week, Carlos. No, yes.
2: But no, I I just, it's honest and I love honesty. Right. So like, yeah, be freaked out, be excited. It's intense. Um, I haven't done it yet. But at some point. And uh yeah, this is great. It's 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 awesome. And I bet you she's gonna be great. Cool.
1: Uh, I agree. Uh Johnny, what do you think?
0: Yeah, she's uh totally totally psyched for it and uh I think that'll uh serve her well. She takes that energy into the show. Uh, I saw her she was on the Today show um earlier this week, uh just talking about how uh being on S N L and I think she has her clothing line coming out this week as well. So she's got a and a new single coming out tomorrow. So she was just saying how it's like just the biggest week and she's totally pumped. Like just she couldn't stop smiling. So, I mean, I think she's just having uh having the time of her life and uh, going for it.
1: Yeah. Looking forward to seeing what we're going to get to see from Lizzo um this was interesting she did post this also on twitter she said what kind of sketches y'all want to see me do um eyes emoji so um i'll give you that carlos i know you create sketches you want to pitch something to lizzo if she's listening
2: oh we're pitching it well it's too late it's way too late
1: can't you got pitch anything for her. You, don't hold back don't, hold, don't keep things for other hosts carlos you gotta give us right lizzo. well it starts with
2: singing okay it starts with singing
1: <laughs> it's a singing
2: sketch And it's about singing in sketches. No, um, I think that she is, I think that she could do something that's like funny, sexy. I mean, I think I already saw it in the comments, but her and 80 together, I just want to see that. I feel like it's probably already written. (laughs) So um, being sexy, but then like being like funny at the same time. Um, Yeah. And also I would like to see her as a nerd, like straight up nerdy. I don't know why. I think that would be really funny
1: yeah nerd um okay johnny any pitches for lizzo
0: you No, know, not so much pitches uh you know as much as you know we know she's a great singer she's also great at playing the flute so i want some flute sketches
2: oh
1: uh, all right. weird Play, playing, flute li- sketches. playing
0: live yeah i think that would just be fun
1: right maybe we get a weird little flute um so it yep. could be oh that's that right weird little flute. oh yeah <laughs> yeah that that would be fun okay um here are some behind the scenes at snl from saturday night so a great follow on on instagram is rosalind underscore o'connor posted some things and obviously we see chloe Feynman behind the scenes we just see bowen yang and sarah sherman uh bowen just as the bee sarah dressed as the flower here so um always love these shots behind the scenes and um really cool uh this one is from ad bryant ad bryant posted on twitter um which she announced herself so obviously uh, she was away from the show last week she did an announced that last week she had covid and this week she wore a little hat in the trend of forecasters <laughs> sketch where she uh, uh or part of weekend update um this was really cute. Keenan Thompson on Instagram responded in. 80 brian yeah, sorry i'll, I'll try to do the voice but i can't do it no. in. 80 and bowen doing anything together exclamation mark exclamation mark exclamation mark out anyone who disagrees exclamation mark exclamation mark exclamation mark 80 brian says keenan exclamation mark heart 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 um faye dunaway otherwise known as Bowen yang says in keenan so uh yeah this this was really really great
0: go to bed and never
2: wake <laughs> see it's commitment it's such commitment never wake so good uh
1: so good yeah so carlos did you give your thoughts on the trend forecasters yeah yeah i love them i love them
2: to death cool. yeah they're just like all about intensity yeah 80 yeah. and bowen doing anything together it's just that kind of oomph i love it and i love
0: 80 so much
1: i want to hang out with it yeah yeah johnny anything anything else you wanted to say about this
0: i, I- I just love them. <laughs> I just think they're yeah. great. You know, as I said before, anything with the two of them together. So Ke- Keenan and I are on the same page here.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Anyone who um, just greases out. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the last time a veteran of SNL came out with a new character on the Weekend Update desk and it was universally loved. It's been a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So good on AD to have this going with Bowen. Um, all right, let's start with on the left here we have at Chloe is crazy, otherwise known as Chloe Feynman, on Instagram, uh, talking about the why do you like that sketch. Um, I have it as why do you like it but I guess Chloe would know better than me. um always a blast writing with skater punk sixty nine I believe that is Jake Nordwin and Mike DiCenzo. and very hard not to break when Keenan Thompson and Chris Red are being that hilarious hashtag raw dogging star emoji <laughs> knife emoji heart emoji um yeah, absolutely that was so funny that that line For yeah raw dogging in a Starbucks bathroom
0: so funny. that's on network television, everyone.
1: Yes. And, and by the way, best part of the sketch, Chloe Flyman was the best part of the sketch. Just yeah, a, a great night for her. Um, guys, anything left unsaid about this sketch?
2: Oh, I just want to say one thing. Pass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love, that. Love that. That, that delivery? Yeah. yeah. So good. Sorry, go yes. ahead, Carlos. Yeah. No, no, I was just saying pass. That's all I'm saying is pass. <laughs> I like that sketch yeah. a lot.
1: Cool. Um, a sketch that I absolutely loved, and I, I advocated. I think this is the best thing James Austin Johnson has done on the show this season. I, I don't even think that's a hot take. I, I just think, um, you know, if you go to Shrimp on Instagram, James Austin Johnson posts. Had a great time in last night's cold open with Ego Wodum as Katanji Brown Jackson, as well as HGTV's Dream Home Cousins could not hit. Heidi Gardner, uh, without one of us laughing and blowing the take. Watch them both in my stories. God bless America. Um, that was just, there was just so many moments in this one. But, you know. I don't know. He's unbelievable. Case. He's just so talented and so built
2: for the show. Yeah. I love the, uh, what they call milk toast, didn't they?
1: Yeah. I, I, I think, think so. a
2: milk toast of a husband or something. Yeah. Yeah, he's just like, like and not even being there there like he's like kind of there can't even talk or something oh my yeah.
0: goodness it, it was beautiful but that that whole sketch was just wonderful the cat the whoever made a that cat, cat. Yeah. Oh.
1: <laughs> just, oh so funny just ho-
0: horrifying uh my my wife Her family's cat lived to be about that age, and that looked about about right. So I think they did a great job of showing a very sickly 27-year-old cat as I have seen one in real life. Did not need that many machines, though, to keep alive.
1: for sure, for sure. Uh, I just love the fact that uh, JJ, obviously doing all the impressions for the cold opens, but naturally is is building a rapport with so many different cast members. This time was the first time we really saw like him and Kate McKinnon, you know, having that type of interaction. Obviously he had this with Heidi last week was also with Andrew Gismukes, had a, some great rapport. Uh, previously in the Longhorn sketch of the Ariana DeVos episode at the end of that one, I mean had um, you know a, a big role in that as well. So I think he's just building his you know build, we talk we like to talk about a line on the patron feedback show sometimes mm-hmm. i believe that he's connecting with a lot of writers uh, really setting himself for a long extended run at the show yeah, yeah I anytime, think, oh go ahead johnny
0: i just say anytime i can we can see him doing not an impression just doing a character is been great you know i just i just like to see it see what else he can do you know what other tricks he has and this one was just <laughs> perfect
2: well that's actually what i was going to say <laughs> which is weird um like minds. I I originally didn't was kind of just okay with him. I think I said my hot take on the, one of these shows was like, eh, (laughs) about him. But, um, yeah, as I see him do other things, not just Trump. Uh, and this is a kind of great role where it's like a little understated, right? A character where he's not loud and, and boisterous and something. He's just like playing along with everybody else and playing off other people like you were talking about. So, I really, really am starting to warm to him.
1: Yeah, totally. Uh, this was great. Uh, so, at ComedyWorks on Twitter said, uh, "Finally got <laughs> at Red. Said it's at NBC SNL's rookie card." So, obviously, this account created a Jackie Robinson style rookie card of Chris Red and Chris Red uh, reposted this with crying emoji, crying emoji, crying emoji. So, uh, guys, this this was great, John. Yeah. What do you think?
0: I. I I I want to I want this as a poster. I like I, I want this in my home.
1: <laughs> so smart, so so great. <laughs> Carlos?
2: Yeah, it's great. I mean, I wouldn't. I want to see more like SNL playing cards now.
1: Yeah, for sure. Do they this? That, that's a that's like a money making idea. They should have had collectible right. cards for SNL. I feel like they must have. Like uh, Casey's in the chat. I feel Casey would know. Uh, yeah, know probably like in the eighties or know. something. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. I feel like there's some value. Like you know. It's like, oh, yeah, I have my Phil Hartman card. Like, I feel like there's, there's <laughs> right. A- um, okay, so uh, this is pretty great. There's some behind the scenes here, uh, that was posted to Instagram stories, uh, from writer Claire O'Kane, uh, Rosebud Baker, and Little Dog on the TV. So, obviously, it was really fun to see some behind the scenes of the Why Do You Like It sketch where we had Rosebud Baker and we also had Adriana Perez, who was one of the film unit directors, um, who was you know. The, the woman that they were groveling over in this sketch. So um, is really fun. We also got this post from Alex English on the right, who is behind the scenes smiling at Punky Johnson and Melissa Villasenora and Jake Hall in that Punky sketch that we saw. Um, obviously, this is a sketch that was cut from the Kieran Culkin episode, um, and Alex English has been trying to get a lot of stuff on the show. So is Melissa, so is Punky. So uh, very exciting about that sketch. Anything yeah. that you guys want to say about Couples Counselor?
0: I really enjoyed the sketch. Uh, The fact that she had a super soaker, ego coming in with super soaker, which is not something I expected. So that caught me off guard, made me laugh. And I'm just happy anytime Punky and Melissa get, you know, more than just a line or standing in the background in a sketch.
2: I I won't talk about that sketch because I think it'll make people upset. My hot take is I did not care for it. But um, I do want to say that it was so good to see Rosebud because I've been watching her stand up for a while. And she does a podcast with her husband. I think they're married now. And so I feel like, you know, when you watch someone for long enough, you feel like you know them in a little way. And to see her, like, you know, just pop up, I feel like there's kind of an inside bit, you know, because not everybody knows who she is and she's a writer. So for me, I was like, that's her. Look, there she is.
0: Her stand-up is great. I I enjoy her. Yeah.
1: And also a little known fact, I found this out today that, uh, Claire O'Kane and James Austin Johnson, uh, are pretty good friends outside of the show. So, uh, I could see that as a writing duo, um, mm. eventually for, for sketches. So, you know, more people who are connecting with, you know, like I said, young writers connecting with younger people on the show is exactly what you need to start to build yeah. towards a new era. Um, Casey in the chat. Thank you. Casey said that, uh, yeah, there were SNL trading cards around 1991. ish. Oh. So, uh, there good to you know go. if there's any, yeah, if there's any out there. I definitely would love to see some picks. Um, okay so a little bit more behind the scenes photos uh this from celestiam at celeste rogan on instagram uh springtime uh you know posting behind the scenes this is one with them and bowen as well as i believe this is sarah and me uh i think so in the flower costume as well yeah, i think so. <laughs> yeah for sure also some behind the scenes there with a a video uh watching dog on toilet on the cue card so um there's some just fun things that you get to see behind the scenes uh we talked about the chucky sketch i mean lots of really cool behind the scenes things you obviously saw if you were watching this live in the interstitial you know as going to commercial you could see all the green screen people pushing the chucky doll down all you know dressed in uh green more suits so um at sarah squirm on instagram says got to make Movie magic and go full Chucky mode with Dan Bula and Mike Diva. Uh, every single person at SNL who worked on this and made this happen in literally one day is literally an effing genius. Thanks for staying up for 50 hours straight. Paul Delgrass, uh, Gesso and Ryan McElwraith, uh, swipe, swipe through to see some insane monkey boys productions, puppeteering, and some gnarly, uh, Louisa Carrion makeup, clown face. Um, in quotes, you filthy sluts! I'll teach you to mess with me. Um, <laughs> just so so cool, uh, Johnny. Uh, this was amazing.
0: Yeah, it's you know the uh, just the turn of it being Chucky in the stall and not Janet. You know because you assume they're they're talking about the person's going to be the person coming out, and it's it's Chucky. Then just going into the the you you're not sure where the sketch is going to go after you know he attacks them, and then you're in an HR meeting. It's just absolutely ridiculous i loved it so much and yeah the uh the fact that they can make these sketches in just you know a day or two come to life is just the production design team and art department and all that are just absolutely amazing best in the business uh this and the uh uh i thought the uh in the um Property cousins sketch just the uh, all the room mock ups and stuff. I just thought that oh, so was good. fantastic. They, they did such a good job with that this week,
2: Carlos. Yeah, so many graphics in that in that house improvement one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love Sarah. Um, and I love the fact that it came together in this way. It's interesting because we all know Chucky, and the basic uh, premises there that it's a little doll and it's like you know, gonna stab people. But I, what I liked the most out of it was like these kind of just quiet, very Sarah th- moments when they would turn to her and she'd be like, meh, you know, like that, <laughs> like, <"Bleh." laughs> like that's her doing, that I, she has a thing about like, w- like vomiting stuff up, you know, what <laughs> she just enjoys mm-hmm. the gross. So I felt like every time they turned to her, and, like in this kind of interview section at the end, her just being like nasty and whatever, that's really what sold me on the sketch. It's not the fact that it was like Chucky stabbing people. Because it really just came down to like them talking to you know this chucky version and yeah that 80 moment was great just her being the foil like oh no i'm just eating over here sorry
1: oh, <laughs> uh, 80s janet beautiful. was was perfect yeah. great great 80 perfect. episode um yeah so if you're looking on our if you're watching on video you'll see more behind the scenes obviously of the monkey boys productions with the doll both next to jake gyllenhaal and walking down the bathroom so uh very very cool stuff behind the scenes there okay We got to finish off on this. Okay. I have a question for the two of you. So this was from the credits of this episode. And there is a great shot during the closing credits of Willow Smith and Aristotle Atari having a conversation. Okay. (laughs) I don't know what was said here, but I'm going to give the two of you an opportunity to guess what the two of them were having a conversation about. What were they saying to each other in this moment? Obviously, Willow Smith, uh, you know, a lot going on with her family as well as Aristotle and SNL. So, Carlos, what do you think what they were talking about here?
2: I raised my hand because I have the perfect answer. Yeah. Uh, w- Willow said, I don't know what my dad was thinking.
1: Okay, was I, I guess it wasn't the perfect answer. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, well, maybe I, I don't think she said that. Um. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, what do you think she said?
2: Um. And I'm I'm looking at the picture for for the first time now. Uh, okay. Fine. Maybe she's saying like I don't know why you're not on the show.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah, yeah, funny. Who Who are you? Who
1: are I just you? want to know what they were saying. to Johnny. Um. <laughs>
0: When I was going through the the slides that you sent of this, and I got to this, and I was just looking, I was first looking at the center. I'm like, what? What am I supposed to be looking at? Then I saw Aristotle and Willow off to the side. I was like, oh, I think this is what we're supposed to be looking at here. <laughs> I uh, must have looked at the the. I was like looking at the names. If there was something that was, uh, put, I'm like, oh, I, I I missed what I was looking at here. <laughs>
1: This is my prediction. This is what I think that they said to each other, okay? This is, this, I got this, Carlos. I got this, Johnny. Okay. I think that Willow Smith walked over to Aristotle Atari during the closing things and said, Aristotle, I'm so sorry I didn't see you in the show tonight. Like, I'm sorry you weren't in anything. And Aristotle was like, well, at least my dad didn't slap Chris Rock. <laughs> okay, so I kind of alluded to that. It's kind of the same thing i feel like i feel like that's what it was but all yes, right so Fine. didn't you have your bit? maybe my Yo, version little, yeah but I, I i punched up what you were going for you did not you not, did. not slapped up
2: yeah. we're writing together yes oh. and yes <laughs> yeah. okay
1: all right <laughs> that that ends our social media section um okay uh gentlemen are you ready to take some questions that we got this week let's yeah. do it All right, so let's start at the top. This is a question from our friend Jeremy Boulard. Jeremy says, this was a really strong week for the women of SNL with a strong showing for every woman on the cast. Uh, What do you feel about the episode led to the show looking this way, especially after we had so many male-dominated episodes or sketches this season? Johnny, what do you think? Why why was this a more female-heavy episode?
0: That's a really good question. Um, I don't have a good answer for that, actually. I've been thinking about that since I was looking at the question earlier this afternoon, and uh, I unfortunately don't have anything. Uh, no was the, wasn't there... Uh, didn't Mike have a uh, stat about uh, male hosts and time... Uh,
1: <laughs> Yeah, he did actually on on the, by the number show, we did cover this a little bit, which was like, which hosts were more male dominated in terms of the cast versus, uh, you know, versus others. And, uh, you know, in some ways, sometimes we find like really clear patterns, but I don't know that there is in this case, right. You, you just sort of have to wonder like what worked out that like, I mean, we've been clamoring for this, but what really worked out, you know, this week that made this happen, Carlos, do you have any guesses?
2: Yeah, I was, I was wondering at that same stat about like, if there's a male host, you know, do we have more female players? Um,
1: well, I, I, the answer to that is definitely no, right? Because there's, you know, 80% of SNL's history has been male hosts. But, you know, most, you know, like it's it's hard to think about episodes that were so female dominated. Right, right, right. I, I think it, it comes to,
2: down to like, you know, we have a lot of uh, great women to write with, a lot of great women players. Um, and I think that it just averages, you know, at some point it's just going to be that way. but. I also think it always comes down to what's funny. I think I said that last episode, but if you have like a bunch of sketches, that are all male dominated and they, and they suck and they don't, they get cut. Then it's, you know, the ones that are more women dominated, but
1: yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I love, I love this. Um, guess from Monette in the chat it says, I'm wondering if the ratio has to do with singing sketches, which is an in- very interesting perspective, right? Because, um, a lot of women in the cast could definitely, you know, have strong singing chops and, you know, definitely in terms of Cecily. But it's just interesting to think about. I mean, like I look at the top of the list, I have the total appearances here for the episode. I mean, Ego in six, Cecily in five, Chloe in five, um, Kate eighty in three, Melissa in a three. Um, it was really just Heidi that wasn't really in a lot this week in terms of the mm. women of the cast which is unusual because heidi's been in the third most sketches of all the cast members this season so it was just like i don't know it was, was, that,
0: was heidi just in the pre-tape this week or did she I have a light so. sketch
1: as well um she's in the house thing
2: i think that's it yeah
1: yeah i think that's it for her this week huh. so yeah a, a light week for heidi but really just uh it, it was pretty fascinating i mean i didn't even include by the way punky or sarah who were in two sketches those are uh, yeah. from the feature player list but um yeah just really I, I i wish i could give you a better answer jeremy to your question about what led the show to look this way but um i it's it's so funny because so many times this season i get on the hot take shows and then it will have panelists on the show say like okay like the episode was funny but it was a lot of dick jokes you know like it was a lot of mm. like guy stuff mm. and like what happens in you know, the example what happens in a bathroom and right. it just Man yeah, for heart. some reason. Yeah, exactly. And it was like, <laughs> for some reason it just like completely flipped this episode. And uh, I think it was great because that showed, you know, a different side to the show and it showed how, you know, strong this female cast is.
2: And by the way, they could do that same, what happens in the bathroom, but in a female bathroom, in a women's bathroom. <laughs>
1: Except it's Chucky now who's in there. So oh no, <laughs> yeah.
2: Chucky has to leave. Also, I love seeing Melissa again because I, I miss her and yeah. I, I watch her on YouTube as well. And I think she's so funny and she's had so many memorable moments in like past seasons um, that I feel like that I, I don't think they tap into like what's funny about her. You know, not just impressions, but like there's something else that I really like about her and honesty. So hopefully, I see her more. And she was in the sketch that I didn't like, which made me sad.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, all right, let's take this question from Emily. Emily says, do you think not having any Taylor references in the and Hall episode was a decision made by the writers? Or do you think Jake vetoed anything of that sort? Johnny, what do you think?
0: Um, uh, I think probably maybe a uh, combination of both. I'm sure. I don't know if Jake maybe, uh, specifically said it, but, um, uh, I think maybe they might've picked something and he was like, eh, and it wasn't very funny. So they also went, eh, <laughs> like, I, I don't, I couldn't think, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm no professional comedy writer here, but uh, I don't know what they could have done. That would have been funny. Uh, you know, had it been like the week after Taylor was on maybe, but uh, you know, I think that story kind of died down in the zeitgeist, uh, you know, I, I I was hoping they weren't going to do it because I didn't think it was probably going to be that funny. Yeah, that's yeah. fair,
2: Carlos. Yeah, I think that if you did anything right now, you just drum it back up, and you don't want right. that.
0: Especially, he definitely hand. doesn't want
2: that. <laughs> he doesn't want that. So I think he went into the room and he vetoed it immediately. He was like, "Okay, guys, we're not doing it." You know, like, and they were all like, "Cool, we don't need to." Like, and it's just <laughs> a smart decision. So I think it was actually his choice, and it's a smart one, or slash his publicist's choice but yeah, yeah, you don't want to go down that road again. And that thing was something that Taylor dug up from a long time ago too. So, not to do a hot take about that <laughs> for all the Taylor fans, but yeah, leave it to, leave it to rest. I'm glad they didn't.
0: Mhm.
1: Yeah, it's it's really uh it's interesting to think about cuz I know that like uh I think Bowen is like a huge Swifty and i thought it was funny on you know during the week that bowen was the one that was in the promos with jake john hall like that was pointed out to me and i was like okay maybe there will be some subtle reference and i was hoping that at some point like he would just i know he wore like something red we like wrote, put this on our twitter we asked if it was like an easter egg during the cabaret sketch oh um, right
0: yeah it's scarred for something or like the
1: yeah, I don't know what you would call that. Um, but not, whatever a, not a it was,
0: scarf, but yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if that was something, but look, the episode ended up being really good. I didn't miss it, uh, yeah. so um, yeah, it was fine. Um, yeah, I think
0: we'd be talking about Taylor Nat right now if there had been something and not Jake, so, you know. Right, it,
1: it's, like, it's like if Will
2: Smith slaps somebody and that's all they talk about at the Oscars. They don't talk about right. the Oscars. We'd just be talking about right. Taylor Swift thing and Jay Gyllenhaal, So, yeah.
0: And no one's talking about Questlove's win.
1: Right. Yes. yes, that's true. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's take this question from at uh, Emma underscore R140. Uh, why do you think there was so much singing in the Jake episode? So I think we covered this for the most part. But yeah. any any new takes here, guys, that you feel like why there was so much? you think it's just something Jake wanted to do?
2: Yeah, I think it just happened. I mean, again, yeah. uh, I think he probably said yes to it at the beginning of the week, and they were like, okay, then let's put yeah, it in.
0: The, the cat likes to sing. He likes to sing. They right. sang.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd say as far as like the monologue was concerned, I, I thought it was really, really uh, touching and cool that he like referenced his old 2007 monologue. Like, If, if you sang on SNL a long time ago, and you're going to come back, and you're going to reference your singing again, I have no problems with that. I think that was like a really smart choice. So I like that. Um, all right, let's take this question from Maya Rappaport. Maya wants to know, do you think we will get Jake Gyllenhaal hosting again sometime soon? He was one of the better hosts of the last few years. Okay. High praise for Jake. Johnny, what do you think? Do you think we're going to get Jake Gyllenhaal back?
0: I wouldn't doubt it, you know, maybe in another season or two, uh, Coming back if he has something else going on, it seems like the cast. Uh, just to show, seeing from the interactions in the sketches, I think they seem to enjoy him. Uh, so uh, I wouldn't uh, think that he wouldn't come back if there was an opportunity to do so. So, yeah, I think
2: they have a short list of people who like they know can perform. You know, I don't know how much you guys talk about this on the show, but like I'm, I'm sure you do. It's just like there's people that are funny that come on as hosts. There are people that. Um, break and are bad at it and then there's people who are like competent at doing all the sketches and I think he falls in that category I didn't laugh mm. out loud this, this episode too much except unless the situation was like really in intense or something like it but most of it I was just like oh yeah he's he's pulling it off you know I, I counted like on one hand like a couple mess ups he did but yeah so I think that of course they'd bring him back because he can do the job I think that's important Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I honestly think he's like, uh, as a two-time host, he's definitely like one of the best. And I think that he's probably better than, as an SNL host, than some of the people who have hosted more than two times. So Hmm. I think that, um, you know, it it was a long gap between those two. And I think that SNL probably looked at this week very successfully. And they were like, all right, if we're looking for somebody, we know that he likes doing it. And if he has the time and he's able to pull it off, I wouldn't be shocked if we got him back And you know, 49 or for something like that maybe a couple of years I think it will be really cool okay um this next question is from naomi uh johnny do you want to read this next question from naomi
0: yeah let's see here thoughts on serious night live the cut sketch i know that's kyle's type of humor but it almost looked like a cry for help <laughs> okay
1: so I just want to just <laughs> let the listeners know. Uh this was a this was a sketch that was not in the episode. This was a sketch that was posted on YouTube. It was uh originally titled uh The Problem on the rundown sheet, but it was labeled as uh, Serious Night Live when it was posted. And um this was an interesting one. It had Michael J, it had Kyle Mooney, Jake, uh Mikey Day, Lauren Michaels did a voiceover for it, and basically it was like a Kyle Mooney look at uh a por- a new portion of the show called Serious Night Live. So uh, would love to get your thoughts on this. Was this a cry for help, Johnny? I, you
0: know, maybe, uh, you know, just kind of poking fun at all of Kyle's uh, big ideas uh, that may or may not end up getting on the show. You know, that he was uh, talking about how he was uh, paying out of his own pocket to make it. And I don't know. I, I thought it was pretty funny. I don't know if it's a full cry for help or more just kind of poking fun at uh, just... Uh, I think that's kind of the character of a cast member he plays.
1: Mm-hmm. Carlos, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I think it's kind of like a poke at, or kind of like reminding people that, you know, I, him and Beck were awesome together. And so, like, they're not together on the show. And I feel like it's kind of a a play on that a little bit. Like, hey, I'm over here still, you know. And yeah. um, and my weird sense of humor, which are kind of like shorts, Right. He'd make basically the, both of those guys would make those really weird sitcom shorts and stuff together. Uh, I think it's just kind of like a callback to that. Like, I can still do this. I still like him from his YouTube days. What was it? Good neighbor or Hello neighbor or something? Yeah. Good neighbor. Uh, Kyle's. Yeah. yeah. And I wouldn't mind seeing more of that. So, I, for me, and I love Kyle, I didn't really like this sketch. I don't think it served any purpose besides kind of like, yeah, joking that he's not really doing that style of writing right now with someone, but I don't know what, I don't know. I didn't find it interesting or funny, but I love Kyle. So.
0: Yeah. I, I'm always happy to see Kyle. His, um, Netflix show that he has, the oh, Saturday yeah. morning cartoon thing is, uh, I've only seen a little bit of it, but it, it's wild. It's very Kyle. Uh, it's very and I Kyle. laughed a lot though. So episode or two of that I watched, I'd recommend it for any Kyle fans. What
2: was the was it the Briggsby Bear? Is that the movie? That was the movie, yeah. Yeah, that was excellent. Like twisted and dark and simple and yeah, so like I think you can do more of those stuff. So uh I, I don't think I answered the question at all.
1: Well, I just I just think uh to answer the question directly uh to Naomi, I, I don't think that this is a cry for help, in my opinion. Right. I think that this is just like a play on, you know, something obviously he's experienced and other cast members have experienced at the show. But I mean like you know, looking at the stats, 17 episodes in, Kyle Mooney's, and I know some people have been absent, so I'll throw out the caveat, but um, Kyle Mooney's been in more sketches than 80, more than Kate, more than Pete, uh, Moffat, Melissa, um, Chloe, Bowen, Andrew, Punky, Aristotle, James, and Sarah. So, so he's not I, missing I, I, at all. I, yeah, I don't yeah. want to hear about, about oh, I, missing the show. Yeah.
0: I was looking back at our... Uh, the last episode that we did uh, uh, episode three that at that point, Kyle had been in, the least amount of sketches of anyone, so
1: that is true. Yes, he was in, he was in four up. sketches in the first three episodes. Yeah, yeah so, so basically, yeah, he was in four sketches in the first three episodes, and then in episode five, uh, episode four, he was in five sketches. Episode six, he was in seven sketches. Episode twelve, he was in five sketches. So he's had some like big nights this season. So yeah. I definitely don't think this was a personal anecdote.
0: <laughs> yeah, and they opinion. gave him the
2: opportunity to do that weird character on the news desk that failed. What was that? Remember? Yeah. Oh, uh, the,
0: the the Dan. Yeah, the,
1: Dan Bilzerian uh, thing, yeah, yeah. that, that yeah. was, uh, yeah, that, that he, we should dock a couple <laughs> sketches off of his couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, why is this
2: happening? Make it stop. I like you. Don't have this happen. Why is this yeah. happening? So yeah,
1: and it, it's Saturday night. Is asking to chat. How many sketches he's been in this? It's been uh, he's in forty nine uh, this season uh, through seventeen episodes. Um, okay, um, Carlos, you want to take this next question from Ike? Yeah.
2: I remember Jake did a few digital shorts back in the day. Why haven't we seen Andy Sandberg at 8H? Bad blood with the show? Question mark? I don't think that could be
1: the case. No, Andy, I doubt like, it. No not, not that I'm
0: aware of. <laughs> He's no, probably I, just I, super I, busy. Yeah.
1: Yes, 100%. Um, yeah, I... I ike I, I love you but i don't think there's any problem with andy sandberg in the show i just think that the cast is like just killing it outside of the show like they're just absolutely crushing everything they're doing Andy's like working on so many projects like post brooklyn Nine Nine, he's like now he's like free to do like a bunch of other things he did that show um on peacock at christmas with uh, i think it was produced by amy poehler with Maya rudolph um and yeah yeah, I mean, he, I just think he, they're, they're all very busy. I think that if it wasn't, you know, if that cast was available more, I mean, we would have seen my Rudolph as Kamala like way more this season and we haven't. So, um, yeah, but obviously the next time Andy's at the show, the next time eventually, I'm sure we're not done getting digital shorts, hopefully before SNL wraps up its run entirely. Um, I, I think it'll happen. But, you know, this long await for people who haven't been back in a while is always exciting.
2: Also, Andy has um, a production company, I believe, with Lonely Island, so
1: they're busy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I do like this comment from Monette who says, uh, "An Anchorman style, of The Lonely Island, and please don't destroy a digital short would be hilarious." And, oh, yeah, um, that would. yeah, yeah. To, to me, Johnny, this would be the uh, this would be like a hundredth digital short style uh, thing where it's like you you wrap up the please don't destroy things by bringing in the Lonely Island.
0: That'd be Let's do it! absolutely, that'd be great.
1: <laughs> yeah, would be very cool. All right. This is a question from our friend, Ken George Jones. Ken says, I still miss the ensemble sketches that we had in the first half of the season. Some were bad, but some, like TikTok and the Billie Eilish episode, were clever and creative at using many diverse talents. Long sketches with very few people are more likely to lead to dead feeling episodes for me. Like Will Fortes. Sorry, Will. Uh, Do you know why they stopped? And is it because Anna Dresden left? Carlos, do you want to take us first? Wow.
2: Yeah, I agree that the Billy Eilish TikTok thing was awesome and epic and haunting. (laughs) Now (laughs) now I want to rewatch it. It's so good. Uh, And by the way, I think I said it last time, but, um, that that song in the in like it's a Smiths cover. I think it Billy recorded it. Not a Will Smith cover. Not a Will Smith cover. No, there's no slapping in it. Um, <laughs> no, no. It, I just love that whole thing. So why though? Yeah, I mean, and now the more I learned about Anna and, and how much that she did for that show, you know, it, it, that's that's a good idea. But mm. I think it's in general. Like I sound like a broken record. If it comes together, it comes together. When you're writing sketches, no one knows what's going to work and. You could write a very long one. It just doesn't feel like it works. But I maybe it's the production time, too. You know? It's a lot mm-hmm. to do.
1: Yeah. Johnny, what do you think? Do you prefer these, like, lo- like big ensemble sketches that we get? The running, you know, going through every cast member? Or do you prefer something short? Uh, yeah. You know, maybe longer, but with a uh, smaller cast?
0: I, I usually like the, uh, the smaller cast ones, uh, personally. Just kind of, that way they can get... They can dig in a little deeper, and get more of a character going and, you know, rather than just the short snippets, Um, you know, so I like those every once in a while. Like, you know, the TikTok one was absolutely, you know, obviously awesome, but, uh, you know, I, I like a little bit more of the just, you know, a couple people doing the thing. <laughs> like, uh, you know, the parent teacher one with, uh, Sudeikis, that kind of, when there's just two, three people and, you know, they're just going, Going through a situation. That's, that's yeah, kind of like my favorite of SNL stuff.
1: I, I tend to agree, honestly. Um I, you know, every now and then I think like the TikTok one is a great example, Ken, of, you know, where you saw something really fun with the ensemble. I think it was different. I think that they were going, um, you know, for TikTok and like how to tackle that. I think that was... Uh, exciting because we hadn't seen that on the show before, really. But I think that in the case of you know my general, like what I look for out of SNL, um, I would prefer that they go with these smaller uh, smaller sets, smaller uh, cast in a longer sketch. Because, yeah, I mean, it might feel like if the sketch doesn't work, it dies. But, um, you know, that's the magic of SNL, because when it really, really clicks with a small group of people, a la, um, you know, the parent teacher sketch that Johnny referenced. I think that, you know, that's the, those are the most fun things. And to me, like the best sketches to show your friends is like when you have this contained concept and it's able, like it, it becomes more shareable to me. Yeah,
2: I agree with both of you because I, I, all the great sketches that I think of great sketches are these moments between, you know, specific people or characters. Um, like with the, the TikTok thing, I do like the fact that and they did it this episode too, with the, the, the game show. They're referencing more like social media stuff and kind of trying to be like with the times, etc. So I like that they do that, um, and that's why I enjoyed the TikTok one. Um, I like the, obviously the creepier one better, but I, I do think that, yeah, like lots of times those sketches lose me because it's like the, the cast member's there for a second, and then they're gone, so there's no connection. It's just more like a, a quick joke. like, "Hey, look at me, I'm doing this character." I'm gone. Now, right. You know, or I'm doing an impersonation. I'm gone now. But um yeah, I agree with both of you.
1: Yeah, and I think like uh in reference to that Will Forte episode which obviously um you know, like just logistically was very problematic, but you know, we all love Will, but um you know, the the sketch that I ended up showing to my casual SNL friends was the one with Mikey Day and Heidi Gardner, where Will Forte comes in as the third in their couple. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, you know, that you know, and like is sweating and needs all the the tent and all that stuff. I mean, that was, you know, three people in a sketch in a setting, and mm-hmm. that was the one that I felt like was most shareable from that episode and and classic Will. So um yeah, that's that's why um, you know, those ones I tend to enjoy more. But Um, Let's keep going. This is another question from our friend Blood Meridian. Uh, Blood Meridian wants to know, uh, let's have some featured player talk. Uh, We always have some featured player therapy on the patient feedback shows. Um, (laughs) After having a strong first night and then struggling for a few episodes, especially after getting her surgery sketch cut shortly, supposedly due to audience reaction, Sarah managed to carve a place for herself into the show's core with her memorable update commentaries, her unique, creative, and audience-alienating sketchwork, two (laughs) live pieces, and two pre-tapes so far. When was the last time that a featured player managed to establish him or herself into a cast as quickly as Sarah, and what are your guys' predictions on how her tenure will turn out in the future, thanks, as always? All right, so let's talk a little bit about Sarah. Carlos, what do you think?
2: Oh, I I love Sarah. You know that. So, by the way, I never got to talk about the meatball sketch. Brilliant. <laughs> I just want to say brilliant. Uh, and all the work they had to do to, with the prosthetics and stuff. Um, yeah, I think that it's funny because in the beginning of the season, I was worried like her and Aristotle were just going to be passed over even though it had great news desk moments. Uh, and then it literally like went two ways. Like Aristotle went this way and then talked a little about it. And then, you know, Sarah went this way and yeah, got so much stuff across. Um, I don't know why she, she was able to pull it off because a lot of it like the, like they were saying is like a little bit uh, polarizing you could say right because it's gross mm-hmm. or whatever um but it is also different and i think that maybe other people even will forte and like fred armison and stuff i'm thinking of like made it just an appearance on the show and they were like okay these are these kind of weird moments and we're bringing it to you almost like they had it before you know like a lot of people do when they're in um sketch groups before CESNL. So it's like her body of work and her kind of weirdness just kind of made it. And I guess that happens every once in a while.
1: Yeah. Johnny, what do you think?
0: Yeah. She's found a way to break through, you know, maybe, yeah, like she's toned things down from her, you know, her normal uh, stuff outside the show, but it's still very Sarah. And I think she's found writers that she works well with and can just, uh I think she's gonna have a uh a long career uh at SNL if she wants it. You know, I could also see her after a couple seasons uh you know, dipping off and doing her own thing because, you know, she wants to do something uh you know, a little bit uh a little bit bigger uh, you know, either concept wise or uh like that. But, you know, she I think she could stay uh quite some time.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I love what's happening with Sarah. I think that she's uh, probably in the more traditional successful first year is having, you know, a little bit of a rush, rough patch in the fall and really like getting to like learn the ropes of how SNL works and having a really strong 2022 with the second half of, you know, 47B has been great for Sarah. And I think that uh, the main reason why, honestly, is like, you know, you see her work with Please Don't Destroy, you know, they have their sketches in the office, she comes in there, they're obviously all new to the show, they're blending in with her. Now you see her work with Dan Bula, both in Meatballs and in the Chucky sketch. Uh, J- James Austin Johnson and Sarah Sherman knew each other before the show. They were friends-ish, you know, like they kind of knew knew of each other and they came in at the same time. Like, you know, they're they're bonding. I mean, for the most part, people who are coming in at the same time, like if you can you know, make the right friends, like you can really build a career here at SNL. And I think that's what Sarah is doing. And, um, you know, she's slowly like chipping away at what she's allowed to do on the show. And I am just like excited to see what we're going to get for years to come from her, because I think she is exactly what the audience wants to see. Like how many years have we been waiting for a little bit of a dangerous female yes. cast member mm-hmm. on the show? Yeah, so we've just like been Absolutely. asking for it. And, you know, we don't get that danger anymore. and It's finally back a little bit.
2: And what's interesting is that, like, when you think of, like, uh, other seasons and and past seasons with huge stars like Will Ferrell and, you know, people that are household names, it took a while, you know, it took a while for them to, like, really resonate with the audience, with me, you know, like, and being like, oh, that's pretty interesting. And then, like, it might be what you're saying is obviously, like, aligning themselves with writers. Um, But so it's pretty fast, actually, for her, if you think of it that way, you know, which I love.
1: Yeah, Yeah, for sure. I would say, uh, I think that, you know, part of this question, just to make sure I cover everything, uh, Blood Meridian is, um, you know, when was the last time that a feature player managed to establish him or herself into an established cast as quickly as Sarah? And I would say for James Austin Johnson and Sarah Sherman for this season, they're having some of the best rookie years that we've probably seen in like a very, very long time, maybe since Cecily Strong and Eddie Bryant, um, since they came mm-hmm. onto the show together. I think that you know I'm trying to think of anybody that came on in between that had like such a strong first year. Um, Mikey Day and Alex Moffat, you know, had a, like a little bit, but yeah, it's it's been it's been a little bit since I can really say feel confident about those two for sure.
2: By the way, Blood Bloodbraid in chat says I can see her get a sketch show after SNL. Uh, if so, and if for some reason Sarah you're watching, please bring me on as a writer. Come on, I can <laughs> write. <video>. Let's <laughs> let's talk. Tweet me. Ah, uh, okay. Just saying. Shameless yeah. plug. Shoot yeah. your shot. Shoot your shot. I'm going <laughs> to shoot my shot. Sarah, let's yeah. write together.
1: Come on. You, you better give me a little something if uh, that ends up happening, Carlos.
2: Well, hold on, hold, on, hold on. Sarah, here, Sarah here's my um, my addition for you.
1: Yeah, this is an audio <laughs> format, Carlos. It's, it's an audio it format. It was a
2: visual gag, and I just spit up. Okay? There you go. You know, all the audio break.
1: listeners are like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> um, Didn't you hear the spittle? All right. Uh it's, it's, been while, it's been a while it's been a while week on the SNL podcast, uh, SNL Network Podcast people. Uh, Sean Grant just, showing just off his clip apps that, Just clip that and be like,
2: watch the SNL podcast.
1: Oh gosh. Okay. Um let's say we have a few more questions before this goes too off the rails. Uh let's uh take this one from at BarkInFace. It says, uh please discuss Pete Davidson. Is he ever coming back? It seems like he's just chilling in LA. Uh Johnny, you got you got a, you got any answers I, to this.
0: I mean, I know he was working on a movie at some point. I don't know if he still is. Uh, I think he's just living his life. I don't know if the... When that... Uh, I guess he was around for the, the short-ass movies uh, pre-tape at some point. So he, yeah. he stopped by. So I don't know. Uh, I I bet we'll see him in studio. studio. I'm... Making my prediction right here, we will see him in 8H during a live show before the end of the season.
1: Carlos, what do you think? You heard
0: him? it here first, folks.
2: Wow! Okay. Yeah, lucky us. He's a cast member. <laughs> I, I, have, I have frustrations with Pete. Um, I really do, and he's just dating Kim Kardashian, so that's what's going on. Yeah. And he's in their her mansion, and they're hanging out. I don't know. I don't even know if I know if I see him. The thing is, I love that movie sketch. Remember? What was that weird dark one and during that episode that we talked about? Uh, his uh, black and white movie. Oh, the, the Christmas.
0: The, oh,
2: yes. Yeah. The Paul Rudd like, that was episode. Almost yeah. Almost genius level. And yeah. I'm like, Okay. I want to see more of this, like, and then just nothing for a long time. So I don't know. I think he's him, him and Kim are just hanging out too much.
1: Yeah. Um, I think he'll be back for the May run. I think that's uh, my prediction. I think he'll be back for that. I think, uh, you know, I'm not reporting anything. I just think uh, it could be a wrap on Pete after that. Um, I think that he's, you know, really done all he could at the show at this point. But if he wants to stick around, and like I said, he is the biggest name at the show now. You know, when was the last time they had such a big name? I mean, Kate McKinnon was the biggest name at the show for a long time. It's been a freaking long time since they could say that one of the biggest stars in the world is a cast member on Saturday Night Live. I don't think Lauren Michaels wants him to go. He like looks at him like a godson in some sense. So I think, you know, for me, like if he wants to stick around, Lauren will have him stick around regardless of what his other projects are, personal right. or professional. So um, you know, it's it's a it's a very big I mean Pete is a big name. Like, you know, we talk there's a lot of niche stuff that happens in our little community. Um, everybody who is not even a fan of SNL like knows Pete Davidson's name at this yeah. point.
0: Yeah, I think he pretty much has carte blanche to come and go as he pleases from Lauren at this point. Just oh I'll I'll show up for half a day and do this. Okay, I'm gone. i are like okay, I have, see you, see you when you come back.
2: I have to like yeah. just at least say that I don't like that concept. Yeah, I, I don't I don't because, really either. Yeah, but being a safe person but. and like make and like working with people and having like this camaraderie is my mini soapbox. Like it's a really big deal when people just don't show up or aren't like part of the moment that you're having. Now, if there's the COVID stuff happened, that's true. There was like other issues at play. Totally fine. But if you're like, I'm too busy for it. Like that just rubs me the wrong way. That's all.
1: Yes, that's fair. Um, yeah. Like I said, I, I just think he's like the most famous cast member we've had on the show. Probably. I'm trying to think since Kristen Wiig, maybe. Um, Go back to the days of Jimmy Fallon. He was hugely popular. Will Ferrell, obviously. I mean, Pete Davidson is just hugely popular. Popular. Anything he does at this point, people, make, you know, a lot of fans go nuts for. So, uh, we will see. Um, okay, this one is from Dan Ascerne. Let's turn our attention to. The, so, let's turn our attention to the Lizzo week. This one is from Dan. Dan says, uh, "Do you think there will be a musical sketch from Lizzo?" So, we talked a lot about that at the beginning of the show. Let's make our predictions. How much music are we getting from Lizzo this week, Johnny?
0: I'd say we'll get at least one or two sketches where she's singing or fluting. Okay. Hop- hopefully okay. fluting, but <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, Carlos, what do you think? Yeah, I think she'll, she might open with a song and she's definitely doing a song with Adi. I just can't not see it yeah. happening. Uh, yeah. So her and a uh, pre-tape, I think.
1: I would be remiss if I did not bring up the cut for time sketch from the time that Eddie Murphy hosted and Lizzo was the musical guest uh, that was called 80 Bizzo and Lizzo. And it was all about A.D. Bryant becoming uh, a oh, version of right. Lizzo. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that means so that, they have history. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So I wonder if we can get. Yeah, some, they'll definitely maybe, do
0: like, something together. <laughs>
1: yeah it was like uh bowen i think uh, the behind the scenes at one point like 80s talking to bowen and it's bowen's for season and you know bowen's talking about like how incredible it is to have eddie murphy at the show and eddie murphy walks up to 80 and you know she turns into her inner lizzo and sasses um sasses <laughs> eddie and it's it's a very funny uh pre tape that got cut from that episode um, is that, on so that on, yeah
2: i mean is that on uh, youtube
1: yeah on YouTube. yeah i just okay. watched it earlier this week so it's yeah, there i'll go back
2: and watch that awesome
1: yeah, for sure. So uh yes, yeah, Dan, I think there will be a musical sketch from Lizzo. Um I don't know how many, but you know, we'll see. Um Okay. Uh this is funny. We got a question from uh Rebecca South, not not Rebecca North, from Rebecca <laughs> South this week. Uh Rebecca South says, "Um which cast members do you expect to work well with Lizzo?" So let's put 80 to the side because we spoke, we you know we talked about 80 already. Any other cast members that you predict will work well with Lizzo? Carlos.
2: Well, I think Bowen um I think hmm oh you know what would be really great is um Kyle. I could see that Kyle and Lizzo. Yeah, yeah cuz Kyle did the thing with Leslie, remember? Yeah. Yes, and the kind of like the energies, I think there's something maybe similar there like a kind of like um a strong woman and Kyle being like feeble. <laughs> and I would call Lizzo a strong woman and uh and Kyle is, you know, at least he plays feeble. Um yeah, that might be a good one. I think Bone would do well too.
0: Okay. Yeah. What do you think? I, I I agree with those. Uh, I'd also like to see her get weird with Sarah, do something, oh. some some crazy squirm stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I would like to see uh, James Austin Johnson play his uh, meagle. What is it, meager? <laughs> milk toast. No, milk, toast. Milk, toast. <laughs> yeah, milk toast. Yeah, milk toast. Character. Yeah. Oh, that's a good. one. Yeah. that's a good Someone spell. like Lizzo. I think like that'd be a great combination. So, um, yes, dear. Yeah. Yes, dear. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for it. Um, okay, uh, the last question we have is from David. Uh, any cameo predictions this week for Lizzo? So, um, anything you think you might get on Lizzo episode? Johnny, you have anybody?
0: What I've been trying to think, because uh, I know she has the new song coming out tomorrow, and but she hasn't had anything else. The only last song she had out was in the fall uh, was Rumors, which had Cardi B. So I'm wondering if maybe we might get a Cardi B musical, if they might do that song, and we get Cardi B in the studio.
1: Okay. Carlos, any, any cameo
2: predictions? I have no predictions for this one. And by the way, it, you you know the stats. That's what this show's all about. Have the cameos went down in the season? Do we know? No, because not not
1: not generally. I mean, uh, okay. it definitely went down last season with COVID. Um, right, but right? Yeah, we've yeah. had some good cameos. I mean, um, depends on the episode. There's been I think last week, uh, Mike Murray's told me this week that last week with Jake Gyllenhaal and the Ariana DeBose episodes are the only two episodes the season where no sketches had cameos in an episode.
2: Right. That's why maybe I was feeling cuz like recently I had I feel like it's been a little low. So so if anything this episode might have it. Um yeah, that's not an answer. I don't know what answer. Yes, cameo? I don't know who. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure myself. I think um yeah. I just, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind people showing up. I always find at the end of a run, I always prefer a more cameo heavy episode. I think that's always fun for me as, you know, like bringing a lot of high energy to the show. So yeah, uh, it could be fun. I mean, uh, I would expect maybe a cameo or two, especially if they aren't sure how strong of a host somebody like Lizzo is, then that's the time where you start to think about, Mm. you know, who could potentially, uh, be there to assist throughout the night, but, um, either way very excited for this so um i hope you enjoyed our patron feedback show tonight as we went through your questions and talked about everything from social media tomorrow night we will be back with hollywood dish so come back right here in this time slot at 8 p.m eastern for rebecca north not rebecca south to be here with with uh, nicole rovine and special guest tj will be on the show tj randolph will be on the show awesome. with with rebecca and Nicole to talk through everything in pop culture this week. It's a very pop culture heavy week. So just be prepared for a very fun um, Hollywood dish. And of course we will be back Saturday night right after the hot take show for the Lizzo episode. Sorry, right after the episode for the hot take show for the Lizzo show. I think I got that out. Okay. All right, Johnny, please tell the listeners where they can find you on social media. Always great to catch up with you.
0: I'm uh, on Twitter and Instagram at, at the Johnny J O N N Y. I'm um, also on TikTok, uh, catdad321.
2: Oh, I have to add you. I have to add you. I'm going to follow you. I,
0: I, I don't have much stuff on there, but, uh, you know, I'm I'm there.
1: All right. Well, really great to hear from you, Johnny. Uh, Carlos, where can the listeners reach out to you? Yeah, I, um,
2: I'm i on the TikToks. If I've not mentioned it 18 times in this episode, I apologize. Uh, now it's kind of like where I do my sketches. So it's just Carlos Rodella, Carlos, R-O-D-E-L-A. Just my name on TikTok. And I do a lot of sketches about coffee that I just spit up.
0: I
1: do a lot of Starbucks,
2: <laughs> Starbucks sketches. If you like Starbucks and the ridiculous stuff that goes on there, I'm your guy. TikTok. Sure. Car-
1: Carlos, go get yourself cleaned up. And uh, while you're doing that, it's I a little say- bit messy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You can find us uh, anywhere on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok to find all the content we are producing. We did put out the screen time already for this week. So you can go check that out on our Instagram page. Uh, And uh, we put that on Twitter as well to see how everybody did this week in terms of screen time. And you can find me at John Schneider 24 Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify to never miss an episode. All right, for Johnny Fletcher and Carlos Rodella and the wonderful chat we get here for our patient feedback shows, my name is John Schneider. We will see you next time, everybody. Have a good one.